Welcome to the First Million Podcast, a podcast for empowered women working for financial freedom and lifestyle abundance. I'm your host, Emily, and I'm pulling from my experiences building a multi-six-figure business in my early 20s, investing and achieving financial literacy, and traveling the world while I work to steer you towards your highest potential. Let's dive in because you know what they say. The first million is hard, but the second million is inevitable. Hi, y'all. Welcome back to the First Million Podcast. Super, super stoked to sit down with you guys today because today's topic is a little bit different for me. It is not going to be so business focused. It's going to be very First Million Podcast on brand, talking about like finances and money, honestly, and creating financial abundance in your life, no matter what background you come from, no matter what career you're in. It does not have to be um, exclusive to business owners. I know a lot of what I talk about on this podcast is I I say that it's for everyone and it is, but I do think that there is an undertone of like entrepreneurship to a lot of what I say. And so today is a really honest, like just genuine financial discussion, which I think is going to be exciting. And I, we're going to be talking about like money mindset in 2023 and this idea that I think all we hear today is how hard it is to make enough money and to have enough money and to like be financially secure in this time in the world. And I want to give a little disclaimer before we dive in that I am well aware that someone's ability to save money and to invest and to feel like they have enough money to get by is very dependent on like background and privilege. And there are many factors that go into like financial standing above and beyond just like what you do for work. I also can recognize that there is a significant lack of recognition of the change in pricing and just the way that the way that like spending and being able to afford to live is in this country and in the world and the way that that's not been matched by raises in, you know, baseline pay And I think that there's so much that probably needs to be done by our governments and by our big corporations and by the super, super wealthy people in the world. With that being said, what I want to share with you today are ways that I think us as individuals without there being any massive policy change or any like big thing, any big change happening that's going to take years to actually filter down to actually being in effect and affecting, you know, the normal person. I want to share how we can get to a point of change individually and the mindset shifts and money habit shifts that I think need to happen to truly feel like you are financially abundant and financially sound in today's day and age. So hopefully that wasn't confusing, but that's my little disclaimer, my little introduction there. Um, And as always, before we get started, if you guys are watching me on YouTube, please hit subscribe. It really supports me. Like this video. If you like this type of more just cut and dry financial like topic, please let me know. I would love to hear that input from you guys. And I use that data to kind of form my thoughts on what I should share next on the podcast and everything as far as my materials for how I could support you. If you are trying to build a business are linked down below from courses to mentorships, copywriting, et cetera. So the first thing that I typed in my notes when I knew I wanted to sit down and talk about this idea that like we all, all I seem to hear these days is, oh my God, like it's so hard to have enough money in 2023 to thrive is that we live in such a significantly different world in general, but especially financial world than our parents. 
But we learn from our parents how to manage money and save money and spend money. And I think that uh, as a generation coming up into adulthood, um, you know, during this time in the economy and in the world, we have to earn and spend differently and save differently and invest differently and educate ourselves differently about finances. And it is a a very intentional thing because like I said, we're learning from our parents, which is the way of the world, but we live in such a different world than our parents were brought up in. And it's so funny to me because I am definitely the black sheep in my family as far as like what I do for work and just like my lifestyle. My husband and I, we travel a lot. We both work remotely and I'm self-employed and I still don't think that even after all these years, like my parents could really explain what it is that I do to like a friend of theirs if if they ask. My grandma literally, I'm pretty sure she thinks I'm like a spin instructor or something or that I'm still a yoga teacher full time. And so it's funny to watch everyone's eyes get really big. Like when Corey and I bought our first investment property and then our second, and then we, you know, leave the country for months on end and we do all these things. And it's just funny because I feel like we are in a very different mindset. I've worked very hard to get into a different headspace than anyone around me is in because I wasn't like learning the information that was going to help me to thrive. And I recognized that early on when I wanted to buy my first home, honestly. And I knew that like to get out of my like dingy dark apartment that I was living in I was gonna have to start making some changes to the way I looked at finances and when I started a business and started making money that I never thought would be possible for me like based on what I did you know in college and what I thought my career prospects were again I was like I have to learn a different level of money management um, and money like thought processing or this is going to get messy very quickly in the pursuit of not sounding too harsh I do want to say like if we spend and save and do all the things if we have the same exact financial habits as our parents this economy will eat you up it really will because inflation is such a thing prices across the board like just the town that I live in I pretty much have always grown up in like a small town I live in the south I live in Alabama And even here, the prices for like homes, the rent prices, like so many things have gone so far through the roof, but like adjustments haven't always been made when it comes to like base pay, minimum wage, um, availability of like higher level jobs, like all all of this kind of stuff. And then we also have a higher volume of entrepreneurs in the area. I think business and entrepreneurship is growing in popularity because of this economy that we live in. But you have to first recognize that you have to be doing things differently than you maybe learned growing up. And I've basically learned nothing about finances growing up. I never really took really at all. I never took any type of like financial education in school, not in high school, definitely not in college. I could write a check and probably balance a checkbook. I didn't have a credit card. Like walking out of college, I was wholly unprepared for the adult world of finances. So I had to not only educate myself, but like you know, recognizing that your education needs to be different than the basics you're learning from your parents or even like the basic principles of like the Dave Ramsey book that you picked up at the library, you know, to try to get yourself out of your student debt. Like 
We have to think bigger and differently and be a little more innovative to feel financially abundant in this economy, in my opinion. One of the big mistakes I see people make when it comes to money mindset amongst young adults in 2023 is everything is so freaking negative. And although I think that there are many ways in which we are struggling as a generation financially and in which there are financial struggles in the world today that didn't exist even like five or 10 years ago, I Again, coming from an entrepreneur's perspective and as someone who wants this to be like an uplifting opportunity for you, this podcast episode, I want to say, I also believe that we have more opportunities to make money than we ever have before. I recorded a few months ago an episode about like, you know, when it might be time to start a business. Like if you can't get a job, why you might want to look into starting a business. I will have my editor link that down below for you guys. Highly recommend you check that out. But Like I said, entrepreneurship is growing in popularity. The ability for you to have your corporate job and have a side hustle online uh, remotely, you know, in addition to everything else you're doing, it's there. And that's an opportunity that maybe also wasn't available to our parents when they were coming up, you know, in their financial era. So although it can feel exhausting and you can get really in your head, I think of like, well, why should I have to do all this extra work? It just feels like so much more on top of everything I'm having to do, remember that your ability to change things about your life is somewhat limited to the things that you have control over. And one of those things is like the opportunities that you take advantage of that are presenting themselves in today's economy and today's, uh, you know, career world. So there are positives to the day and age that we exist in. They can feel a little bit more exhausting, but they can be very rewarding and very much more under your control in the end. A few specific points that I want to dive into that I think are shifts you can make mentally and like tangibly in your financial habits that are going to transform, transform you out of like this negative mindset that I think we're all in and social media perpetuates it. And I think it's just toxic because it really makes us all the victim when we need to get back into the driver's seat of our financial situations. So number one, having a never enough mentality is a very dangerous place to be. So giving into this mindset, this thing that I always see on social media of like, we never have enough, no matter how much money you're making, it's not enough. No matter how much you have in your closet, in your garage, you know, all all of these things, like it's not enough, right? Unless you just have like unlimited resources, like you're not in a good spot. And getting into that like mentality is pretty easy. Like getting into a place of feeling like I, no matter what I have, wish that I could have more. Like you got to adjust your own mindset around like what I have is a blessing. And even if you legitimately need access to more, more stuff, more whatever in your life, being very cognizant that you can recognize like when you're good and you can kind of refocus for a second. And again, this comes from a very privileged sounding place, right? Where you're worried about not having enough when you already do have enough. But it's all about getting to that baseline where really like you're good. You're good. You have what you need. You're making enough money to live that lifestyle and then not getting in over your head because you have that scarcity mindset of like, 
what I have is not enough. I need to overextend myself to create some type of different reality. That's more of a mindset shift, but I think it's really, really important. Next is a more tangible thing. Poor use and allocation of funds is going to keep you financially stuck, financially scarce forever. For example, something I've talked about on this podcast before is that I am, as I sit here today, when this goes live, I'll be 27. But right now, I'm 26 years old. I own three homes. I maybe spend six months of the year actually at home. I travel a ton and I drive quite literally the crappiest car of any of my friends, any of my family. It is comical. It is a joke amongst us. It is It is just a thing because in pursuit of like financial freedom, for me, that meant not allocating my funds towards a brand new expensive car. For me, that would have been a poor allocation and use of my money. And of course, driving around in a brand new car looks fancy and maybe it gets you, you know, creds from your friends. It gets you maybe some more respect, but you have to be comfortable deep down knowing that you're putting your money in places where it makes sense and where it's going to serve you. And so really looking into the difference between appreciating assets and depreciating, I wouldn't even say assets, but just things in your life that are going to grow in value versus not, things that you really need right now versus you don't, that are just wants, um, and making decisions that maybe on the outside don't garner as much external validation, but in the end are going to serve you really well financially. For me, like an investment property versus a brand new car. Like those are the kind of things like nobody really can see what I'm doing in like my property investment business as an example. But everybody would notice if I whipped up in my brand new Porsche Macan, like that'd be, of course, very fun and amazing. But that doesn't do anything for me financially. It is not, a, it, it was not, especially at the time when I, you know, a few years ago recognized, hey, I probably need a new car. Like that was not the smart decision. I have, to, I had to make decisions and I continue to do this that are going to be smart allocations of my money, even if they don't get me all the claps from everyone around me of like, you're doing great financially. You got to know your financial situation to yourself. Hold that close to your chest and don't look for the claps from everybody else. Even when I was starting my business, that was not the validating decision from everybody else. If I wanted a ton of external validation, I would have gone to medical school, right? And that would have been the thing that everyone was like, that's the move. But for me, I saw the financial vision and the lifestyle vision of starting a business. And so that's what I did. And that was my allocation of my time and my money there at the beginning that has paid off in spades. This next one ties in, but a need to compete is literally going to suck the wind out of your financial sales more than anything. I could use the new car example again and again and again, but like we're beating a dead horse at this point. When it comes to the house that you live in, when it comes to the clothes that you wear, the bags that you carry, the jewelry that you have on, the lifestyle you have, vacations you take, whatever it is. Do things that you want to do. I feel like all the time, like across humanity, but especially in like past generations, this need to compete and keep up with the Joneses 
it was very tangible. Like now we live in this age of social media where like we're competing with all these people and there's such an image situation going on. But like growing up, whether you knew it or not, like there was probably an element, you know, amongst parents in the neighborhood who has the nicer car in the driveway, who lives in the nicer house, who's getting their kitchen remodeled, who's taking their family to Disney World for a week. You know what I mean? Like versus the jank amusement park down the road. Like who's going to Dollywood? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> But which no, no hate. I love me some Dollywood. Let's just get that straight roll right here. But there's like competition is again, it's going to be your downfall. If you let it get to you, you got to be really clear. What do I want in my life? What's important to me? Where do I want to go? What do I want to do? Make goals and financial advances and allocations based on that. And not only is everything going to be so much more fulfilling, but you're going to save yourself so much money because you're not going to be spending it on things that you don't really care about on a deep level. Stop competing, look in the mirror, get to know yourself, your own desires, and allocate your funds there. Next thing that's very like detrimental is having a lack of priorities. This comes down to your vision in life. If you don't know what kind of lifestyle you want to have and you're just trying to do it bigger and better on every front, bigger house, nicer car, bigger vacations, um, you know, more nights out with friends, more alcohol, more expensive meals, all the things. It's very hard to maintain that. You're always probably going to feel like, dang, I don't have enough of what I need. But if you get really clear on what lifestyle you actually want, again, this goes back to like the non-competition point of view, that POV, you can spend money on so many fewer things because you actually know what you want. So get clear on what you want in your life. What do you want your day-to-day life to look like? What's your vision for your lifestyle? And invest in that and work towards that, but it's going to come into vision and into focus a lot faster than if you just need everything all at once, maximum capacity, because you don't really know what you want at all. So you got to get clear on your vision for your lifestyle. And then my last point that I want to make here is that having enough money, quote unquote, like let's, you know, assuming that you can meet your basic needs, your rent or your mortgage, your groceries, gas, that type of thing. Having financial abundance above and beyond the necessities and getting out of this headspace of we as a generation are just screwed because we like we're never going to have enough money, right? Like this this whole kind of dark rain cloud that I feel like follows us around sometimes. I think it's all less about the dollars that you make and more about how you spend them. And I recently actually saw someone on TikTok talking about this concept of like, When you want to be wealthier, do you try to make more money or do you spend less money? And I really think that it's a combination of the two. Because obviously, if you start making a million dollars a year, but then you increase your spending, you know, an equivalent amount, like you're not going to be making any money, just like if you are making $30,000 a year and spending it all. Like both of those equate to you spending all your money. You just might have nicer things and more things, but you're still cash poor, right? So it's all about like balancing the how much am I making and where am I spending my money. But if you feel like you're constantly in this spiral of never enough, never enough money, never enough stuff, get in the habit of just spending less, saving more, reeling in the lifestyle, kind of embracing minimalism a little bit so you can really get a feel for what you actually have coming in. And then you can make more clear-headed decisions about how you want to use those funds. So 
This was another kind of cut and dry, very tangible points type of episode, but I'm very passionate about this topic. And if you guys like to hear about this, I want you to let me know. Like this video, leave me a comment. If it's not something that you want to put out there to the whole general public that like this is something you're working on, shoot me a DM in my inbox on Instagram. It's at Emily Woods Wellness. I'm super happy to chat. I am not a financial advisor. You know, this is not financial advice that you need to like live and die by. This is just like a real person who has had to navigate this economy that we're in, in my 20s to break into the real estate market, to break into entrepreneurship, and to just feel like I have, you know, what I need and I can do the things I want to do. So those are my two cents on the topic. And I would love to get y'all's feedback. Like I said, comments, DMs, I appreciate all of them. But I believe in every single one of you and your ability to create the life you want to have through the way that you earn and use money. And I hope this episode helps you to just improve upon how you're already managing that area of your life and your finances. So thank you all for being here. I love you guys so very much. And I will see you guys in the next one. Bye, guys.